Welcome to Original Mind Zen Sangha. Today's Dharma talk is given by Andre Taysan Hallow. Tonight's talk is going to be called Even the Worms. Uh, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, the title that I gave referred to the cracks in the sidewalk and how I think on some level or another, we like to step over those cracks. We don't like to step on them. It's our way of, I don't know, imposing order on chaos in our lives. As though if I'm walking and I step over those lines somehow, either through superstition or um, some sheer force of will, I can control the way that things are. And, and in, I think that's embedded inside of our of our need to have life follow a certain way. <clears throat> and so we can we dance along those cracks. And instead, uh, what I suggested in that talk was that we step all over those lines because those lines are artificial and they're just demarcations that um, don't need to bind us. And of course, I'm not talking literally about the cracks in the sidewalk or the tiles but about the emotional boundaries that we create and the psychological prisons that we contain ourselves inside of or the boxes that we put other people inside of. These are all just mental projections and they keep us in prison so long as we don't see them for what they are, which are just constructs. Sometimes they're useful constructs. For instance, stay away from people waving guns. Okay, that's a pretty good <laughs> piece of advice. Uh, however, when we overgeneralize, then we tend to circumscribe people, um, and it leads to unpleasant situations at times. Discrimination, for instance. And I was reflecting on that Dharma talk as I was walking to work the other day, and we've had a quite a, a wet couple days here, and so the entire parking lot and sidewalk was just overrun with all these worms. Everywhere I stepped, there was a worm. And I found myself doing the exact same thing that I'd said not to do with the cracks, which is I was avoiding stepping on them, but for a different reason. Because if you step on a worm, it dies. If you step on a crack, the crack doesn't die. And we encountered life at all the time. Sometimes we see it as inconvenient. There's uh, mold growing in your bathroom. Well, let's get rid of it. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because if you don't, then it'll spread. And you could wind up with a mold problem like many people have inside their basements. And that could be dangerous. The Buddha Dharma encourages us to cultivate compassion and kindness and to sustain life when possible. Uh, the last line that we just recited was, may we completely realize the true mind of all Buddhas. Buddhism does not hold steadfast to moral laws because those are just ideas. When we say we shouldn't kill, well, it's impossible not to kill. Every time that we walk on the grass, we inadvertently step on life and we take life the question is do we avoid taking life when we can avoid taking life where is our mind 
moment after moment after moment. Where's our heart? As we navigate our way through the, the wet sidewalk and it's covered with creepy crawly little worms, do we mindlessly step on them? Or do we do our best to navigate our way around them? So when we're attentive and we're present, we're less likely to be callous towards other beings. My feeling is if you're kind to worms and beetles and spiders, imagine how kind you'll be to a human who has all the depth and emotional, mental complexity that we have, we ourselves have. Avoid picking and choosing. This is what the great Chan masters of old told us. Just avoid picking and choosing. Stop ranking things as important, other things as unimportant. This is better than that. Strawberries better than chocolate ice cream. Because when we do that, Chan masters teach us, we're caught inside of picking and choosing. And then we can't stop. Now, when you go out to the salad bar and you're allergic to peppers, don't put peppers on your salad. Or if you prefer uh, romaine lettuce to spinach, then by all means, pick that. But the question is, what happens when they're all out of romaine lettuce? Do you spiral out into a... Um, a nosedive mentally and start to get frustrated and say, this whole world's against me or whatever way we deal with it. Maybe that's just an exaggeration. When we let go of our preferences or I should say loosen our grip or attachment to our preferences because we'll never get rid of them entirely. And why should we? I like Rocky Road. Cookie dip. Cookies and cream. They're all fine. But when we loosen our grip on those attachments, those preferences, then we're much more open to being <coughs> kind and <coughs> compassionate. And the first line of the Bodhisattva's vow is, sentient beings are numberless. We vow to help them all. This isn't just some pithy saying, oh yeah, we're, we're Buddhists, or, we're Bodhisattvas, and we do our best. No, it means we do our best to save all sentient beings. Now, I think I told you this before when it was uh, the, the, heat, the heart of the winter and I was putting logs of firewood inside the fireplace. There would be some bugs on them occasionally. If the fire wasn't fierce, I would do my best to try to grab that little bug. Because of course, I don't see them until I put the log inside the fireplace, in which case they start scurrying about. On the other hand, I'm not going to thrust my hands into the flames because I am a sentient being and I won't be a very good father or husband if my hand is burnt or provider. So we have to exercise reason. The great paradox in, in Buddhism is you're perfect just the way that you are, but you could use a little work. This is dancing that 
the net, the razor's edge between guest and host, which we were talking about earlier. And it's understanding that preferences are only logical, conceptual projections of our mind, but they can be really helpful. That doesn't mean we, we eliminate them entirely. Because when we do that, and we say, hey, the, these Zen masters told me to get rid of picking and choosing, then we've turned the Buddha Dharma into something rigid, like a commandment. Instead, when we honor life, worms, beetles, humans, mold, spores, fungus. We see inside of ourselves that we're not separate from any of these things. And that any separation is yet another form of preference, another projection. That was Andre Tesan Hallow. Thank you for joining Original Mind Zen Sangha.